Food is the language everyone speaks, but do we truly understand it? Between the conversations over organic food and GMOs, different diets taking the world by storm, and how what we eat actually impacts our environment, there's no shortage of things to learn about. Hi, I'm Karel Vega. And I'm Cheryl Kirschenbaum, and this is Serving Up Science. For this week's show, we tried a little experiment. Cheryl and I both have busy schedules, young children, and not a lot of time. But we still want to make sure we provide a healthy, balanced diet for our families. And that's why we were intrigued by meal kits. They advertise to my social media accounts constantly, and they seem like an interesting way to try new foods without too much prep and seem like a good way to mix up the menu at home. There are a lot of options, too. HelloFresh, Blue Apron, Plated. And it seems like everyone I know has tried them. Everyone but us. Until now. On today's episode, we're going to break down meal kits, the pros and cons of meals delivered in a box to your house every week. We ordered meal kits from Blue Apron. Full disclosure, Blue Apron did not sponsor us in any way, and we're just using the service as one example of several available on the market to try. We both received recipes and ingredients to prepare two meals for two in a week all in the name of science. Or at least in the name of serving up science. So let's start with delivery. Carell, what were your impressions of the box of perfectly portioned ingredients as it arrived? Well, for how noticeable the box is in the company's branding, I was surprised by its size. It wasn't ridiculously large or anything, just bigger than what I'm used to. Upon opening the box, though, I was pretty surprised about how well packaged the contents are. Keep in mind these products are trying to be kept fresh without full knowledge of when they'll be opened by the customer, so things like ice packs are not surprising to find. I agree. The box itself isn't so big, but it does seem like a lot to unpack. On one hand, meal delivery services actually do encourage people to conserve food. You cook what you get, and you don't have much waste at the end. We've explored our enormous food waste problem on previous episodes of Serving Up Science. In the U.S., we waste nearly half of the food we produce, so limiting food waste is certainly a positive. In fact, Blue Apron signed on to the U.S. Food Loss and Waste 2030 Champions Pledge from the Environmental Protection Agency, which aims to cut down waste by 50% by 2030. Glad to hear it. But then there's the packaging. Definitely the first thing we both noticed. Single-serving green onions wrapped in plastic, a cap full of vinegar in its own plastic bottle. Excess packaging puts a damper on the experience from an environmental perspective. And don't forget those plastic-covered freezer packs intended to keep the food fresh. Blue Apron piles up more than 190,000 tons in freezer pack waste every year, according to Mother Jones. And yet they make it clear that the freezer packs are recyclable, but cleaning and recycling them isn't always easy. So I expect a lot of their clients aren't doing it. And many recycling services also don't want to take plastic bags. So when it comes to the packaging, we're not very impressed. Although Blue Apron has launched a returns program, so you can put all the packaging from a few shipments back into one of its boxes, print a label, and mail it back for them to recycle. So at least they've thought about it. But something else that bothers me a bit is all of that travel to our homes, which also creates excess carbon emissions. Something most of us don't think about too much. But a real problem. However, Blue Apron is trying to address the extra transportation by making their meal kits available in grocery stores. Reportedly, they also obtain their food from family farms that use regenerative practices. And they also advertise that they won't sell meat raised with hormones or antibiotics. I want to interject with a side note here. Hormones and antibiotics in agriculture are topics we'll tackle later on Serving Up Science. And their fish has to meet the standards of the Monterey Bay Aquarium's Seafood Watch. As a marine biologist and former fisheries scientist, that's a huge positive for me. Me too, but I'm still hung up on the packaging. I mean, yeah, it's recyclable, but it's also likely going to end up as a lot of waste for most households. I'm sure you're right. 
Regardless, the meal kit industry is booming, and it's been predicted to gross $10 billion in annual sales by 2020, which is comparable to pizza delivery, which currently accounts for $10 billion a year. Although I suspect big pizza will still be just fine regardless, because meal kits are not exactly a competitor. Okay, so we've covered the box and contents. What was your cooking experience like? I have to say it was really good. We tried two meals, a classic seared steak and mashed potatoes with roasted Brussels sprouts, and sweet and spicy barramundi. Notably, it was sustainably caught. The recipes were ready in about the estimated time of a half hour, and we really enjoyed them. Our boys even ate the fish, which is always a gamble. I can relate to that. But I feel like we get stuck in a bit of a rut most weeks. We rotate through the same five or six dishes that are quick, easy, and generally eaten by all of us. Tacos, pastas, salads, pretty quick and simple dishes we like. And the meal kits were different. I was trying seasonings and spices I'm not familiar with and looked forward to something different. Plus, I picked up some new techniques for searing and roasting in the process. So, would you try it again? I'm getting another box this afternoon. And what about you? Well, I think I'll stick with regular old grocery shopping. While the novelty of it was pretty fun, I found myself hung up by the sometimes vague directions they give you. And then there's the big deal breaker for me, which is the lack of leftovers. Again, keep in mind when they say perfectly portioned, they mean it. With a two-year-old kid in the house, we always cook with the idea of eating the leftovers for lunch the next day. Maybe if the option to choose the size of your portions gets added, I'll be ready to revisit the idea. And in the meantime, with the winter weather coming, you can try your slow cooker. You've been listening to Serving Up Science, the series all about food, where it comes from, and how it impacts our health and planet. This series is produced in association with Food at MSU. I'm Corel Vega. And I'm Cheryl Kirschenbaum. And this is WKAR.